for the second time and the second time only, and I really hope the last time, I have to make a sad broadcast on Voice of Change. The last broadcast that was this sad was because of the death of a gentleman in his 50s, a gentleman and an officer. But this is so heartbreaking because we are speaking today of the failure of leadership that led to the death of an 11-plus-year-old boy who would have turned 12 two days ago. In November 2021, according to the father of Sylvester Romani Jr., the parents of Sylvester Jr. were contacted by the school nurse of the sick bay in Dowen College. And according to his story, among stress, their son was ill. The story the school put out is that the young man was injured in a game of football. From the video evidence, uh, not even a game of rugby should deliver such devastating damage to the young body of Sylvester. I watched the video as this young man could not stand straight. His gums were red, perhaps with blood. His lips were peeling. It appeared that there was either organic or chemical damage around his lips. This was beyond trauma. While the teeth could have been damaged or the gums by trauma, or perhaps by some chemical, the lips obviously had some chemical damage or organic damage on them. He couldn't stand up straight. He couldn't work straight. He was gasping. For those who had some medical background, it would appear that his internal organs were under pressure. Perhaps he was bleeding internally. This is what someone with medical training observing him should have been able to observe from the video evidence that we saw. Even the difficulty in breathing showed that there was some pressure. There was some internal pressure. I would not want to say on his lungs going on at this time. Shortly before he died, his father claims Sylvester mentioned the names of five boys who he said entered his room at night or started beating him with belts and he landed on the floor. I don't know if he was thrown off his bed or he landed on the floor, which would make sense because he wasn't working straight. They proceeded to kick him in his torso according to the father and what he says, Sylvester said, and then gave him a chemical to drink. That would corroborate the incredible pain this young man was going through. Ah! <sighs> It was gruesome watching the video and I had to post it heartbreaking for a mother it was terrible the pain he was going through and according to his father on his deathbed Sylvester named five young men as having done this to him later some alleged screenshot went around in which a young man is chatting with somebody called Tamara and he names the sixth person some claim that two of the young men have been flown out of the country can there be justice for Sylvester? Don't go anywhere. I'll be back right after this messages. See them Voice of Change, sponsored by EB Consulting and Awesome Treasures Foundation partners. Subscribe to Voice of Change podcast today and don't miss a single episode. Welcome back to Voice of Change. I'm your host, Ola Jumoke Adenowo, and you can reach me on Instagram at Jumoke Adenowo. We are speaking today of the failure of leadership that led to the death of an 11-plus-year-old boy who would have turned 12 two days ago. First and foremost, I find it appalling that the school would say 
that a young man in that condition was injured in the game of football. But be that as it may, if he was injured in the game of football and he was bent over the way he was when he was in school, then the x-ray of the leg that was purportedly done would not have been the only line of action the school should have taken. His torso should have been x-rayed because he wasn't even standing straight. He was complaining of pain in all those regions and his mouth had obviously suffered some kind of damage, some kind of trauma or the other. Therefore, at the minimum, that also should have been looked into. This young man was so scared of his bullies that he kept up the narrative of the fact that he had been injured in a football game. It shows the amount of psychological trauma he had already gone through. And then, perhaps, he knew death was near. Ah, the thought of the fact that someone under 12 knew death was near is gut-wrenching. But then he made what is called in law a dying declaration and named five boys as having attacked him. A dying declaration is a type of hearsay. Normally, hearsay is not admissible in court, but a dying declaration is on a totally different level. It is admissible in court as evidence. Therefore, if the protectors of justice and equity are wondering how to proceed, there's a dying declaration. It's something to work on, at least to bring charges against those accused. Some may wonder, but two of the young men have been flown out of the country. We need to find out what countries they were flown to. Are there extradition treaties between these countries and Nigeria? Very likely there are. It is troubling that in the statement put out by the school, the tone would look more like trying to save the reputation of the school than getting to the bottom of the matter, which one would believe is what should be top of mind for the school. That the young man is in distress too, has now died. Beyond the way the school is perceived, what should matter? is that an unfortunate tragedy has happened. I am sure public opinion will not be so harsh against the school if only the school is seen to be aiding the cause of truth and justice rather than, in many people's opinion, covering up. It is this cover-up that can make the school culpable of being accessories to the crime. An accessory in criminal law is a person who becomes equally guilty in the crime of another by knowingly and voluntarily aiding the criminal before or after the crime. If justice is not brought to bear, we may be dealing with sociopaths and psychopaths. What it takes to take another living being, a creature of any sort, through what young Sylvester was taking through. Talk less of a human being is extreme cruelty. It shows a maladjustment of some sort that should be addressed. If those who are actually involved, whoever they are, are actually to become value-adding members of society and not a menace, it's a huge thing. Even as a parent of such perpetrators, you should be worried. The focus should not be on how your child should get away. It is how your child should get help, help at every level. One, by being made to answer for that which he or she has done and then getting help to correct this antisocial criminal behavior. 
before they become a danger to your family and to the rest of society. Suspects do not just escalate from innocent behavior to what is at the very least manslaughter because all that has to be proven now to make the charge murder is an intent to kill. And you wonder what then we would call giving a young boy a chemical substance to drink beyond an intent to kill or an intent to harm, a harm that could lead to death at the end of the day. However, a culture must have existed that emboldened such suspects to take such actions. This is where the institution must look inward. What kind of culture existed? How did such a culture thrive till the suspects, whoever they may be, felt they could get away with such a heinous crime? How come the other young boys in the room with Sylvester Jr. felt that they would not have protection if they told the truth to the point that they kept quiet enough? How come a young boy going through the pains of death felt he would not have protection from leadership and the institution if he spoke the truth. How did the trust of young people get so breached that they failed to have confidence in those who should protect them? I will leave you with this word as you ponder. Should you speak up? Should you also say what happened to you? Even if it's not the same thing that happened to this young man, I will leave you with these words. All that is necessary for evil to thrive is for good men to keep silent. It's time for change.